Blog Talk Radio. Day one, at least by day seven, 
you should have gotten rid of any Trump appointee. Even if you didn't have a replacement yet, get rid of those folks just to make mm. sure that they're not sabotaging your agenda. Yeah, you can't be diplomatic. I don't it's understand so... why this man still has a job. I don't get it. Because, you know, a lot of people can come in too diplomatic. You know, I always say sometimes we can bring too much of our mother's love. You know, and I learned that when I worked in New York years ago, working around those Irish and Italian jokers. I, I was trying to bring in a little breakfast for people and all that. But, man, when they started looking at me like I was just a typical Negro that they would wipe their feet on, mm. I was like, oh, fuck. You this. said no more breakfast I was like, for you. no more mother's love for them. You know, <laughs> you come in with all your, your love and you was raised with to be wholesome and to be, you know. I was like, man, and they, they changed me. I mean, I still got my mother's heart and soul and love and inside of me, but shit, I can turn the corner on that stuff in five minutes now. Oh, I'll spin it. I'll spin I know it. that's right. I will spin it. What do you think, Kim? As I'm going to call myself on the fence. Maybe he's there for a reason. How can you be on the fence on this? Uh, maybe he's there for a reason. What reason is that? Um, Maybe Biden has um something for him to do. Well, the prices are going up and the mail slowing down. Well, he's, he's, maybe he's using him. Either Biden is too busy or he's using this enough. I think he's busy. Really, I do. But, I mean, I'm not going to get in your yeah, opinion. He, he, opinion. He, he, yeah, he got other things to worry about. He got infrastructure. He got this. This, <sighs> this what, $3.5 trillion uh, infrastructure? <sighs> thing? Yeah. They're trying to uh, get past. So, I think he's preoccupied. But, I, I, who knows? But I thought I thought once a president goes out, everybody is kind of automatically fired. That's, That's what I always thought. But this is the first time that I'm aware of that I've seen people stay behind. You know, usually when when the president that puts you in place leaves, you leave too. It must be a process. That oh, must okay. be something different. It must be a process. That we don't know about. He must have. The joy must have had some kind of contract. Well, remember he came in. Something? Remember he came in with that uh, advert. He was brought in to take take away mailboxes and stuff like that. Just change right. it. You know, and I say this here. And and you know, and during my military days, postal was my one of my professions in the military. And and the post office, I learned that the post office is the alpha and the omega in the world. That is one of the most basic entities in the world that we all don't shouldn't have to think about. Mm-hmm. You know, the post office, I tell you, a postal money order is the best money order you can get. The strongest, the, it, it beats the hell out of a 7-Eleven money order. I got news for you, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying, a postal money order is, is good till the end of time, and it's just, it's just special. The post office is special. Like they say, mail moves the country, but zip codes move the mail, and the world is divided by zip codes. The zip codes differentiate what something is really called and what they're trying to call it. Because, you know, when they build new townhouses, they'll change the name of a community. But the zip code lets you know what the community is. Okay, they they may call that place a national, what do they call the place down there? National, uh... What? Registry? No. The Harbor? Harbor. There uh-huh. you go. Thank you. Mm-hmm. National Harbor. Where's the National Harbor located? Oxon Hill, Maryland. Oxon Hill, Maryland. Oh, they but they call they'll always say National. <laughs> they'll, say, they'll say Washington <laughs> National Harbor. And the same thing with the uh, National Football Team. Oh, they were called the Washington Redskins. But where the hell is their, where's their field? 
Landover, Maryland, yep. off of 202. Used to be Ralph John now. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they tried that for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but uh, homeboy, he's deceased now, so they turned it back. Yep. And you notice they waited until he passed. Yeah. And then they were like, okay, he's gone. Yep. That's gone. Yep. Well, all we're saying in a nutshell is that sometimes some things are definitely changed. Like they say in Dragnet years ago, I'm telling my age now, they, the, the slogan in that show was the names were changed to protect the innocent. There you go. And, and just like now, we got an area over here, uh, which is uh, an area of, uh, in Prince George County called um, Woodmore. Woodmore Shopping Center. Where the hell they come from? Mm. Got a big old pretty, uh, what do you call it, Wedman's there. Mm. Wedman's, which is the white man's dream. Oh, our Come get your green peppers from us. We're Wedman. Wow. But, that place but there's is so in, many places that place called in, Woodmore it, or something. Yeah, yeah but so. that place is in Glen Arden. Yeah. Glen Arden. See, that's because Woodmore originally was a country club, mm-hmm. gated community. Right. And at that point, Woodmore actually meant something. The name Woodmore. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And then when the developers started developing, mm-hmm. they all started biting off of the name Woodmore. So they started building new crap and called it Woodmore East, Woodmore South, Woodmore West. Woodmore So they wouldn't have to use the name. Woodmore that. So and they, they just added names to right. the back end of Woodmore to try to, to try to borrow some of the prestige mm-hmm. alleged from the original right. Woodmore. Exactly. So but, but anyway. We're saying all that to say that your, his ass should be fired. <laughs> but at least I am anyway. Yeah. But to say this here, no matter what community. Pedals on the fence. But no matter what community you're in or how pretty it is. Your zip code would dictate where you are. Where you the, really are. Where you really are. Yeah. The name that's put on your community ain't got nothing to do with what your male is going to say when it comes to your crib, okay? Mm-hmm. Yep. All yeah. right. So, Oop, there it is. All right. There it is. So on that note. National Harbor is in Oxon Hill. Hello. Okay. Yeah, Washington <laughs> National Harbor. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to the rundown. What you got for us tonight, Kevin? All right. A hot topics. Fresh off the wire, sizzling. Uh, USPS mail delivery is about to get slower and cost more. Mm. Oh, shit. Um, black farmers accuse the USDA of racism. Uh-oh. And California returns Bruce's beef to black families. Oh, my God. Hey. Mm. Uh, hidden and quitted headlines. John Hinckley, who shot Reagan and Brady, wins relief. Also, South Korea's president raises ban on eating dog food. Uh, a Danish artist makes off with a pile of cash intended to be art. Also, Virginia neighbor accused of playing uh, recordings of racial slurs, monkey noises. Also, the dollar store is officially dead, and the um, Navy is uh, quitting the federal student loan business. Mm. Also, cocktail of the week is the um, Timber Point Cooler. Hey, hey. What's popping with Papa Didi? Our weird news, of course. we got to lighten it up. Woman welcomes baby after DIY insemination. And also, Seattle Business offers budget weddings in a shipping container. Mm. Also, uh, Bronx Zoo visitors go bananas watching gorillas having oral sex. Okay. I'm just saying with red wine, uh, what is the reform? Also, Living for the City with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up. I got it quite a bit tonight. 
to kiss the list and the last words. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the hot topics. This is the Pajama Party coming to you live. What's on your mind? Call us on 914-803-4306. Got an opinion or just want to say hello to the crew? Hello! You know what to do. Call 914-803-4306. If you just want to listen to the show online, go to www.apajamaparty.com and click the banner in the upper right corner. But if you want to talk to the crew, you need to call us on 914-803-4306 and press 1. We'll get to your call as soon as possible. It's nothing but fun and a pillow fight every Friday night at the Pajama Party. And remember, PJs only, no clothes allowed. Now back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party. Bartender, another round for the house. Thank you, darling. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. One you who's Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, let's go to the phone lines before we jump into these hot topics. Right. Hello, caller. Welcome to the Pajama Party Show. Go right ahead with your comment. Hey, hey, hey. How's everybody hey, doing? This is, Papa D- this is Papa Didi Jr. Well, hello. Hey, Papa Didi Jr. What's happening? How are you? Oh, I've just, I just wanted to add something. Um, since, you know, I've given you guys an assignment a couple of months ago about going to the movies, I figured I'd make it a little easier. So there's a show on Netflix called Clickbait. If you haven't seen it, it's a must-see. Hmm. Okay, I'll it's make a, a note must of that. So, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to add this to the topic for next week because I will be calling back in. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, we got it. Click Clickbait on Netflix. It's, got it. Yeah, did, did somebody get choked over there? Uh, no. <laughs> How are you spelling click? C-L-I-C-K or C-L-I-T? C-L-I-C-K. C-L-I-C-K-B-A-I-T. Click. That was, a, that was an inside click. joke. You are funny. Thank you. Okay, we got it. Thank you, Papa it's the, it's the same way you. It's the same way you spelled it when you said I do to, you know, your wife. <laughs> I'm ready for you, Papa Diddy. I'm ready for you, Papa Diddy. <laughs> okay, okay, Papa Diddy Jr. I see the DNA Woo! test came in. You're cheers. officially yes. uh, my offspring. Okay. Oh, yes. yeah, I, 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 I carry a heavy load, too. Okay. <laughs> heavy load. All right. All right. Now, I'm right. Okay, uh, now. All right, now go ahead and unmute me. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're going to get into these hot topics. Thank you, Papa Didi Jr. Y'all welcome. All right, Tim. Uh, okay, uh, our first topic is the uh, United States Post Office uh, mail delivery is about to get permanently slower and, and temporarily more expensive it's now. It's amazing how we spoke on it initially about the uh, – about the our our, uh, our entry uh, question was about the uh, the guy what's his name Joy Luckalow the Joy the mm. Joy the mm. Trump the Trump guy he got blue blue Trump drain veins blowing through him anyway America uh, who, Americans who have been frustrated with the slow service of U.S. postal postal service since the beginning of COVID nineteen probably won't be thrilled to hear this okay 
the service is about to get slower. Now, the question is why? Mm. You know, why? You know, I think the post office is a, a, a order of business, in my opinion, that don't bother nobody. All you want to do is get up and check your damn mail. Stuff you've been expecting and something you sent you're expecting to arrive. That's the alpha and the omega of the Postal Service, in my opinion. Anyway, but starting Friday, the Postal Service will implement new service standards for first-class mail and periodicals, okay? Spokesman, uh, her name is Kim Firm. She's probably a Trump Trumper also. <laughs> said in an email to, to, to USA Today, which is an old-ass newspaper that nobody gives a shit about. Anyway, the changes, met, changes uh, mean an increased time in transit for mail traveling long distance, especially coast to coast like New York to California, which is going to be a three-day process, but now it'll be a five-day process. Okay? I mean, now, why? If you still pay for this stuff, 61 to 93% of your mail will still make the three-day cutoff, but five-day is intimate because they've taken um, they've, they've taken away the uh, air service, and now they're adding more ground service, oh. which means now, now, mind you, Here's the deal. When you say ground, don't think so much ground because the railroad definitely comes into play. And it's not so much Amtrak, but it's freight, okay? Mm -hmm. Because Amtrak got out of the mail business. I know that firsthand, okay? But the freight world will take that. And they're they're saying the speed because now the speed is on the rails. They have their own road. But there will be some ground service, but the rail service will be the main thing doing it because they don't want to pay the cost of the airlines, basically, mm-hmm. because the airlines, because the post office don't have their own their own stuff like uh, Federal Express and all that. They got to yeah, use commercial commercials and commercials saying, "Look, if we're gonna move Joe Blue's luggage out of the way for your mail bags, then it's gonna cost you this." Right. So that's probably the inside track on it, but I'm assuming. But anyway. And your boy DeJoy on it, so he's probably trying to do that to help. I think it's all in lieu of the, the 2024 election. They're trying to slow it up so they can get rid of the mail-in ballots and all that jazz. It's a hell of a conspiracy. Oh, but anyway. Oh, right now, that makes sense. But, they you know, starting already. I got oh, it's starting already, of course. If you but wanna, it all starts to make sense. Right. Well, yeah, well, I tell you, if I, was trying to, if I was trying to get rid of my wife, I would definitely do arsenic, um, you know, slow and... How did that get in this conversation? I, well, you're starting already. I wouldn't try to, you know, hit her with one dose. You oh, know, I see I, what you mean. You yeah, I, a little bit yeah, of, of course, of course. And, and I get it from I get the decon rat food from uh, different stores. That's what I would mm. do. Damn, did I tell my shit? Anyway, the Postal <laughs> Service defined first class mail as standard size letters and flats. Okay, which is Fern Fern said she's a spokesperson for the post office. Okay, that difference from. Uh, First-class packages, which are typically used to ship smaller, lightweight packages. Currently, first-class mail and um, first-class packages have the same delivery standards, but they will t- they will, this all changed beginning Friday because anything in a partial level will be put with partial mail but sent under different distinctions. What they're saying is that we're going to throw, if you got something in a box, it's going with the other boxes. Because usually we got a first-class partial, it would go with the partial letters in some respect. Mm. But now they just want to put the boxes with the boxes and letters with the letters. So trying to get around it, and you, you maybe can look and see what uh, UPS charges or what Federal Express charges. Yeah. You know? That's what's so, going to end up happening. You know what I mean? They're just trying like, to save money. They're going to end up losing money. Yeah, just like the same, it's going to get to the same situation where it becomes to the cab, taxi cab people, Uber, or Lyft. 
you know, I think changes and options will be available. So, like I said, but uh, the guy, DeJoy, needs to be fired. Uh, you know, he's a Trump supporter. No disrespect on Trump. Well, maybe I will dis- disrespect Trump, but uh, he's a Trump guy. And I think Biden is busy doing other things right now. He hasn't gotten around to uh, the Postmaster General, but uh, we'll see what happens. But be on the lookout for the Postal Service. And see if you really need to, my advice is see if you really need to mail something, you know, just uh, mail it early. That way, if you want something to get there on time, mail it earlier. Uh, earlier. That's how you do it. Yeah. Same way you buy your plane tickets and your train tickets. Yeah. If, you, if you're going to be going away for Christmas, buy your tickets now. For, for rail service as well as so air service. even Christmas presents. They Christmas presents. Like Sit there earlier. Yeah, say, look, open it up if you want Christmas, to. Right. Well, Christmas, you right. know they go open that shit. Anyway, uh, that's all I got on that. Okay. All right. Wow. Thank you, Bob. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> all right. What you got, Carol? Oh, boy. Why y'all give me this one? Because I'm going to start cussing in a few minutes. Uh-uh. Oh, these black farmers. But wait, do you need a disclaimer? Sure. Uh-uh. Heather says she need a disclaimer tonight. Because I don't understand what's going on. Uh-oh. It's a lot going on, but you know what? Let's let's give you a disclaimer. Okay. The following program contains coarse language and nudity. Viewer discretion is advised. Uh-oh. All right. You've been That's your disclaimer now. Okay. Get it out there. The Department of Agriculture launched a commission on Friday aimed at addressing historical discrimination in agriculture. So they're saying these black farmers accused the USDA of racism. Doesn't surprise me. Overcome a decades-long history of systematic uh, racism. The truth is the deck has been stacked against black farmers who for generations have been denied access to land and capital. What does that sound like? Forty acres in the mule. We've yeah. never gotten. Mm. Never ever gotten. Uh he vowed to top he vowed a uh, top to bottom evaluation of decades old farm um programs to ensure they move um equitably serve American farmers. That's what the USDA is saying. This um Secretary Tom Vilsack. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> decades of discrimination by the USDA uh, they say have pushed thousands of their colleagues out of agriculture and have deeply impacted their earnings, their land, and their chances to prosper. Of course. Well, yeah. They always want to keep us stagnant and sad. Uh, to bring the U.S., uh, this quote is, the, to bring the USDA from 1862 to 2021, we need the comprehensive structural review and um, recommendations to Congress that the newly established um, equity commission will provide. So this is what Bill Sack is saying. So uh-huh. let's 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 see what he's he's going to do about it. So in one example of a reform attempt that has been um, stalled, Congress passed a four billion dollar debt relief program for farmers of color in March to address discrimination in the USDA program. Yeah, I remember that. And what has been done? I mean, well, where's, where's the money? Well, I can tell you what happened. Uh-oh, what happened? What happened was they they put that bill in place to help the black farmers specifically, mm-hmm. and then the white farmers right. said, this is discriminatory against us. I got it. And they filed a lawsuit and blocked it 
So the black farmers did not get that money. I remember That's that. the bullcrap that happened. I remember that. Yeah. So the black farmers still didn't get that money. But see, my thing is, okay, fine. If you calling a uh, wolf or whatever, why not just kind of either spread that money equally or give the blacks the majority of it or something, you know. But the problem is that the white farmers had been getting money all along, all the where time. the black farmers were not getting the, what they should have been able to get. All of the time when all those farm subsidies were being given, right. when they were doing stuff where they were saying, oh, we have too much, for example, too much wheat. Right. So we're going to give the farmers money to not grow wheat. Mm-hmm. So do something else. Get right. rid of your wheat, plant, soy, whatever the heck. Black farmers weren't getting in on that. They were getting cut out of the deal. White farmers were getting money, doing their thing. So finally, when the black farmers raised their voice and mm-hmm. said, this is the bull, right. and it ain't right. right, and we need to be compensated, because there are black families who've had farming in their right. family passing right. down, right. and now they're starting to get to the point where they can't make it. That's and now these white farmers decided, well, hold up. How are you giving money just to the black farmers? So they went and sued to block mm-hmm. USDA from being able to pay those farmers their money. But you've been getting money. Exactly. You've been getting money. That's but you want it all. That's the problem. Ooh. The white farmers want it freaking all. And when the black farmers finally tried to get a little bit, the white farmers were like, well, why are you getting set aside money? Mm-hmm. Uh, because y'all been uh, discriminating for so long, and we entitled to this motherfucking money. Yeah, all the black farmers were saying is we ain't trying to take it all. We just want some. Right. And the white farmers are like, no, we don't want you to get none. Mm-hmm. That's the daggone problem. Yeah, I just don't get it. Greedy. I, I feel like, uh, what's the comedian's name we were just listening to? Oh, Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac. I feel like Bernie Mac. <laughs> Y'all motherfuckers are taking our motherfucking money. So we're going to come up to the motherfucking farm and get our motherfucking money. There it is. <laughs> All right, we're going to the phone line. Kettle getting mad. Hello, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead with your comment. Hi, guys. How are you? First hey, are we good? Good. Welcome aboard. Very well. I'm listening to the conversation about the black farmers and um how they are disproportionately um, receiving funds, and it's been going on for decades. The only thing is, is that that is done on the national level. Now we got to look at the local governments that are getting the, the government funds to disseminate money to to the black farmers, and those things are being blocked um, by local government. And that's where they really need to work on because the, the bill is being passed on the national level, but when it trickles down, when the money trickles down to each state, then you have these people suing on the local, on the local level. So they need to generate some type of bill to, or government or agriculture, you know, need to generate a bill where they can't block these things on that level as well. We have a national government level, and then we have a local government level, and nobody's working in the local government level to stop those things. By me being an employee of of um, USDA, so many years in, I've been in the meetings 
because I used to handle the media part of it, and I'm listening on. And, and I have also talked to some of the black farmers that were there 10, wow. uh, 10 years ago during the Obama administration and before that. So this has been going on for, for a couple of decades now, and they really have to pay attention to the local level when they, when they send out them, that money, uh-huh. where this money is going to, you know, that's where they need to really concentrate on because it's being set on the national level, but nobody's paying attention to the local governments that's allowing these blocks to happen. So are the they black really farmers applying for it at the local level? And I'm more than sure level? they are, and they are, and they are. Okay. They are. But like you said, them being blocked or count well, the white farmers are countersuing, you know, you know that's where all the action is because the money is sent to the local governments in each state, you know, you know. So they got to pay attention crazy. to that. It is very yeah. crazy, very crazy. So they're being they're being screwed at the federal level, the local level, the national mm-hmm. level. They're being screwed all the way around. Mm-hmm. But he wow. he has he's been when he was in. When he was a secretary of agriculture, then he was working on it then. And then, um, you know, after, you know, Trump got in, you know, all hell broke loose with a whole lot of yeah. mandates and, and laws that they were setting and all that stuff. Well, right. you know, yeah. and okay. I think that's when the most of the doing and stuff went on in the past four years. Mm-hmm. This is insane. It's very insane. Yeah. Well, thank you for that insight. For real. My heart goes out to the black farmers. I know they're struggling. Yeah, and they always have been. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you, Cole. Oh, you're welcome, Maddie. All right. All right. Well, we're sending love out to the black farmers. I know that's right. all, I guess all I can think of at this point is you need to get some better lawyers yeah. to do what needs to be done to get your money. Oh, boy. Because this is ridiculous. In your meal. I mean, really. Well, you know, we appreciate the caller because you, you never know who's listening to the uh, pajama party and, and people affiliated yeah. directly with that. No, and, you know, I tell you, just to tell you a story that's unrelated but very related, uh, uh, if you look at the sports world, for example, uh, Little League World Series, you know when that comes on, where it has this little, you see little white boys on TV mm-hmm. playing Little League mm-hmm. World Series. Okay, mm-hmm. about five years ago, the city of Chicago, which was a mostly black team, won the, not the national thing, but the, uh, you know, the whole, the whole, they got beat eventually by the Japanese who wins every year at the international in, but the the, the, uh, national, the national one, the, national mm-hmm. one, the mm-hmm. black team in Chicago won everything. Mm-hmm. It was the first time that it was during the Barack administration, mm-hmm. the Chicago team won the Little League World Series. Mm-hmm. Now, three, two or three months after they won, white folks were so pissed off that black folks, black kids won the Little League World Series, which was white-oriented for decades, that they went and found out that a lot of these blacks didn't actually live in the city of Chicago. Some of them lived in the suburbs. 
like white folks don't live all over the damn place. Right. But the 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 people who put together the little league said, okay, that's not legal. They were supposed to live in Chicago, and they took that away from them. Right. The kids was crying like babies. This yeah. happened like yeah, five months horrible. after they got the trophy, that's and they crazy. gave it to the second place white team that they beat the hell out of. I remember that. And it was so interesting. This is yeah. the year that Monique was in there. Uh, remember? Yeah, that young lady. The young lady, Monique mm-hmm. uh, Davis, I think her name mm-hmm. is. She was a black girl that She's was awesome. pitching. Right. It was the time when she was pitching and stuff like that. And it just so, which is, and I, the moral to what I'm saying is that some white joker that went and investigated all these black people to see where they all live, mm-hmm. like 32 families. You took the time to see where 32 people live. You got nothing else to do. You couldn't let these black folks just walk off with the trophy that year and be done with it. Yeah. And I tell you, I was going to... I mean, they're kids. Yeah. You know, Ain't nobody getting paid. They're and I tell you what, leave. you know, and one thing, and, and like I said, it goes back to what I was saying. I'm going to get off my soapbox in two seconds. It goes back to what I was saying before. The one thing we possess as black people is our mother's love. And when I say mother, I don't mean your actual mother, but whoever you got love from. And you got all that in you. So you have a forgiving nature. I know me. I'm telling you, my mother was a damn angel. So therefore, it's so hard for me to, when I want to be cold-blooded, it's hard because I hear my mother's spirit saying, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, you know? But white folks was not raised, and not all white folks, I'm not going to put them all in the same box. But a lot of white folks was not raised with that. And and when when I say not raised with that, it's just like your car. If you don't have a certain feature in your car, you just ain't got it. If you don't have that luxury in your computer, you don't it wasn't installed. Mm-hmm. If something was not installed in you, you don't have it. And we as black people of a certain age, we we have that naturalism in us and that's why with the farmers and everybody else we've mm-hmm. been so passive. Oh, don't worry about the one younger farmer or in his 40s or so saying, no, mom, we got to fight this. And maybe his 65, 70-year-old mother saying, oh, baby, don't worry about it. We'll be all right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that little voice saying, oh, but white folks are just like, they, they smacking shit around. They getting lawyers and all kind of shit. Yeah. And that's why now when they got the first black vice president, the first black this, first black going up in the space, I don't give a fuck. We are so behind in the race of shit that I don't give a damn what black person is doing shit and how often they doing it. Anyway, I'm off my soapbox. Okay. Anyway. Well, speaking of black folks, okay. let's talk about Bruce's Beach. Uh-oh. Now, nearly nearly 100 years after Manhattan Beach took control of Willa and Charles Bruce's oceanfront property, oceanfront now, mm. in California, they finally got it returned to the descendants of these folks uh, after Governor Gavin Newsom signed Senate Bill Number 796 into law yesterday for Bruce's Beach to be returned to the descendants of Willa and Charles Bruce. Now, this is the property out in California that they bought. I'm trying to see what year was it. This was, gosh, I don't know, 1912. Oh, okay. They bought this property for $1,225, $1,225, back in 1912. 
And then they expanded it because they were obviously doing well financially. They expanded it. They built a resort. And they built a facility there so that black people could have somewhere to go because they were shunned everywhere else. So they built this place up and said, hey, black folks, you want to come hang out at the beach? Come to this resort where you are welcome. And black folks were prospering and doing well until California decided to use that eminent domain law that the country allows, that allows the state to take your land, basically, and pay you whatever they pay you and take it for whatever the purpose they claim they need it for, whether it's a park, a highway, whatever. And they took that land from the Bruce family. So then they all got pushed out. So now, after all this time, since 1912, when they originally owned it, now it's been given back to the descendants of the Bruce. So it was like, I believe it was his the great-great-grandson. Don't go that far back. No, it was the great-great-grandson who was there at the ceremony who was speaking and saying, you know, like, this is this is great, mm-hmm. but what about all the millions of dollars that our family has lost as a result of not having that property in our family anymore? Because, like I said, this was a resort. This wasn't just a house that they owned. They had a resort there where people came and booked rooms and stayed, so that was lost revenue. So whether they actually ever see any of that money returned, I'm doubtful, but at least they got the property back. And like I said, it's oceanfront property. So I guess now it's a matter of can the family's descendants come up with the money to develop something, do something there that would generate some income. Well, this is where other people should come into play as investors, you know. That would be beautiful. Other rich-ass black people that are sitting on money that need to get get off their ass and invest so the the black people can can help to put it back in perspective. Nobody in this world that's rich as hell owns anything by themselves. You know? Well, they said that after, you know, so many years of going through racist threats and harassment from white neighbors, from the Ku Klux Klan, all of that stuff, uh, finally in 1924, so they bought it in 1912, mm-hmm. and then in 1924 is when the property was seized through eminent domain. Yeah. So then the, the city said that we're in urgent need of a community park. Now, really, like y'all needed this land to make a park yeah. so people could do what? Jog, walk your dog, yeah. look at trees, whatever. We, we so, have no, we, black lives don't matter. Yeah, no. we have nowhere else we can put this so-called necessary park. Yeah. So we need your land, and we're going to put a park there. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened. No, this, is, this is a situation that's been going on all over the world. Absolutely. With everything. And I, I think it's even... In play with uh, your boy up in uh, Minnesota, in my opinion. But, really? You know, yeah, I'll talk about that during. Uh, okay. Does it does it say what is what is worth? The beach is worth. I don't know what it's actually worth. I'm looking at an article. I I didn't know if it said or not, but this says seventy million dollars. Wow, that's a lot. Well, in a related story, uh, last week Governor Newsom signed a different Senate bill transferring a beach that's called Blues Beach 
uh, in uh, Mendocino County back to local indigenous tribes. Mm -hmm. So they got properties that they knew belonged to other folks that they've just been holding. The the files are there. And I, I tell people all the time that life did not happen that long ago. The late 1800s was only yesterday. If you're a person of a certain age, your grandparents or your great-grandparents were born in the late 1800s. So stop thinking that we are, just because it's 2021 and we're landing people on the moon or taking shots up into space, that's just a rocket that can go that far. That don't mean shit. Time has not passed that far. Time has moved on, but time has not gone that far as a whole. It really hasn't. We're still here, you know? Anyway. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we're coming back on the other side with some more good stuff for you on the Hit It and Quit It headlines on the Pajama Party Show. I am Kettle from the original Pajama Party. If you haven't heard Pajama Party Show, you've missed out. We've got hot topics, Hit It and Quit It headlines, what's popping with Papa Didi, our weird news. I'm just saying with red wine, living for the city with Papa Didi. My Hollywood wrap-up, of course, the cocktail of the week, and uh, the world-famous kitchen list. And, of course, we can't forget the last word. We serve it up each week on the Pajama Party Show, and nobody does it like us. You can call us each week live on Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 914-803-8306, or listen live at www.avajamaparty.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. At Ava Party. All right, welcome back to the John Party. When you host Papa Didi, I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Oh, my darling. Oh. All right. It's time to hit him and quit him. All right. Hit him and quit him. All right. Headline. This, this, this is actually a story I've been following for a long time because it's been a suspect forever. Uh, John Hinckley. <laughs> How do you pronounce his name? Hick Hinkley? Hinkley. They say who shot Reagan and Brady. Now, let me let me reverse that. Who shot Brady and Reagan, in my opinion, wasn't even shot. Reagan was up in the window waving with a fucking robe on and pajamas up in the hospital. I'm okay. I'm okay. Brady really got fucked up in that. Yeah, that's true. He got shot in his jaw area, which messed up his whole mouth metabolism, his whole... His whole situation was destroyed. And I could not believe that the fact that Reagan was the president, that they focused on that. I mean, they did a Reagan bill when it comes to gun ownership and all that jazz. They did a Brady bill. But Brady's life was changed considerably after that shooting. And I don't know why people keep saying Ronald Reagan was shot by Hentley. Bullshit. Brady was shot by him. Anyway, a federal judge has approved the unconditional relief uh, next year of John Hinckley Jr., okay, who wounded President Ronald Reagan. I need to see the bullet in the fucking hole because I don't believe he was even <laughs> shot. Okay? okay. And three others outside Washington, D.C. hotel in a failed assassination attempt in 1981. See, they even mentioned him in this first paragraph. That's bullshit. Hinckley, who's now 66 years old, has been living out, uh, outside of a mental um, – he, he was they, – they, they, they sentenced him to – in Sandy, so he went to a mental institution. He'd been there most of his life. He's 66 years old now. He was sentenced to a mental institution facility for the past uh, several years, uh, a result of um, 
a gradual uh, lightening of supervision. His lawyer said that the, uh, the the monumentous event of Hickley fully released in June is both appropriate and required by law. There's no evidence of danger of him so whatsoever. They said he was released for a while to take care of his mother before her passing, and he was always able to go to his mother's house and take care of her and and uh, took nurse her and stuff like that before she passed herself. Uh, the prosecutor, her name is uh, Casey Weston, said that the Justice Department agreed to a settlement, but wanted a, uh, a monitor. They wanted to monitor Hinckley for the next nine months because of the two big changes in his life. You know, he lives on his own for the first time in 40 years. They don't know what the hell he's going to do out there, mm-hmm. whether he want to go out there and get his dick wet or whatever his situation is. I don't know. Excuse my language. Anyway, because of uh, – did I apologize for that? Please. Anyway, because the primary doctors were parent is for his retired uh, Hinkley, uh, they want him to continue for the first. They want what it is that the state wants him for the first nine months to be under supervision. They Makes said this man has been locked up for over fifty, forty years, and they don't know how he's going to handle outside life. Mm-hmm. So it they want they want to check him out, mm-hmm. but but the state is saying no. They want him unconditionally oh, be out and be out. So anyway, um, five years ago, the court granted him um, uh, what they call that, uh, like, confectional leave to live a full-time life in the community. So Hinkley went to live with his mother in, in Williamsburg, Virginia, like I said, and she died in her sleep after he took care of her. And she was 95 years old, so she lived a long time. Um, she actually died last year. Okay, so the Department of uh, Behavioral Health, Pose a release for Hinckley with no condition. They want they want to be left with no condition. He took care of his mother excellently and all this jazz. But um, so in closing on his story, you know he uh, they're fighting right now whether not he'll get nine months of supervisory stuff before he could be unconditionally. But the people in the uh, inner health community saying that uh, they want him to go unconditionally because they think he's ready. But the state saying that. He's not ready because he ain't seen in a while, and you know. But what's it gonna hurt? But to be nine months yeah. in uh, rehabilitation. I mean, rather, why not be safe versus sorry? And it all depends on the state. You know, the state has their, every state has their own rules. I'm so just saying. What okay. Is to... my, my thing is, one, he's too damn close. He's in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And I don't trust the motherfucker. Excuse my language. I'm <laughs> trusting all my language. I just don't. <laughs> But check this out. I went to you on that one. I I knew something. I could put my finger on Hinckley and his family. Mm-hmm. Hinckley grew up in University Park of Texas and attended, um, he was in Dallas County, whatever. His family owns Hinckley Oil Company. Ah. So is that why he's getting all this kid glove treatment? I just dropped the ball. Well, you know what, dude? That's why they, excuse me, that's why they did the insanity thing. I mean, mm-hmm. He should have went to jail for the rest of his life. Yeah, anytime you try to kill you a, know, a seated president. Let yeah. me tell you something. Let me tell you something. <laughs> you know what, too, it's so interesting. <laughs> is that what, what we're touching on tonight, I think the whole premise tonight of the show is just strictly white privilege. We have spoken on so many things that white folks, and when I say white folks, I'm not speaking on white folks as a whole. I'm talking about the white folks that have, that have gotten over. <laughs> you know, I'm going to tell you right now, there are people in this world that are living off the descendants of the, of the descendants. Sure. And, 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 and black people have been just constantly struggling. 
And, and it's so interesting how you can struggle so much when another group of people just, they got so many privileges that is, they fuck up the privileges they have, and they are still able to rebound because there's four or five privileges waiting when they get back from what they fucked but up. But it goes back to what you just said, descendants. When you come from a long line of money and money, Privilege. And money, Privilege. and money, money down the Privilege. line versus a long line of struggle and struggle, struggle. and more struggle. Drugs, crap. I'm just putting it all in a basket called struggle. Wow. It makes a difference. Yeah. Because when you know, when you got money in the descendant line and you screw up, all you got to do is have somebody write you a check, make a phone call, make it go away. But you know so what, if you don't have that opportunity and you screw up, you go into jail. But see, but here's the difference, though. The human entity of life is always there. Even though blacks have struggled with, with all kinds of stuff, family situations and everything, white folks have done that as well. Mm-hmm. Family issues are family issues are going to be there, rich or poor. But they're able to rebound because the forgiveness level is available when the light is still shining. But we're in a family where the light goes out, now somebody got to put new bulbs in that shit before y'all can even start thinking straight. Well, that's what I mean. When you, know, you come from that line, when your descendant line tracks back to there's money all the way down the right, line, you, get out, you got money opportunity. Another opportunity. When you come from the struggle line, the and struggle there's nothing line, but there's struggle. You're in the brick wall. There yeah. it is. All right. All right. Let me get Let's some next hit and quit it. Yeah. That's what we're supposed to be doing, but Hank, yeah. he just... Fucked the old head up. Yeah. You know anyway. what? I don't yeah. beat my ass up. <laughs> no, that was a mess. You, you did yeah. good, Papa Diddy. I'm quitting. Uh, no, you're not. South, ahead, South Korea's president raises ban on eating dog food. Oh, Lord. What? Dog food? a crazy story. What? South Korea's president, Moon Jae-in, and raised banning the eating of dogs in the country, a traditional practice that is becoming an international embarrassment. <laughs> Wait a minute. You said eating dogs? How long have they been doing this shit? Where the meat has been long been part of a South Korean cuisine. It's about one million dogs believed to be oh, you know annually. Oh, my God. A million? Yep. The practice is Ooh. now the, the practice is now something of a taboo among younger generations, and pressure from animal Ooh. rights activists has always been mounting. South Korea's pet industry is on the rise, with a growing number of people living with dogs at home. So they don't want their dogs to be eaten. So <laughs> South Korea's current animal protection law is intended mainly to prevent the cruel slaughter of dogs and cats. We always talk about Koreans eating cats, mm-hmm. but does not uh, ban consumption itself. Nonetheless, authorities have been invoked the law and other hygiene regulations to crack down on dog farms and restaurants ahead of international events like the whoa. The uh, the Olympics and all that. Is that in 2017, Taiwan explicitly banned the sale and consumption of dog and cat meat and increased the uh, penalty for animal cruelty. Woo! That's just some crazy shit. Okay. And this is in Korea, South mm-hmm. South Korea. And they want to keep going. To, excuse my language. The motherfucking Olympics want to still keep going there. Something ain't right with that shit. I knew somebody was eating dogs, but I didn't know who it was. Something ain't right with that. Okay. Because I've always heard people say it was China. 
cats and all that, you know. know. Okay. Woo! All right, hit him and quit him. Now you know. Is cat meat tenderer or? I, don't I have start. no idea. Papa Didi, don't start. I ain't saying nothing. Come on. Come I don't on. know. I guess if you marinate it anyway. Come on, really. I got one of a Danish. This Danish artist. This one's out of Copenhagen. We have a Danish artist who was given a pile of money by a museum to create a piece of artwork, and what he did is he submitted two empty canvases. Empty, meaning like I ain't paint nothing. It ain't even painted white. It was an empty, two empty canvases that he titled Take the Money and Run. Uh-huh. Now, the guy's name is Jens Hanning. He was given the equivalent of almost $84,000 in Danish currency uh, by the Kunsten Museum of Modern Art for the exhibition on labor conditions and money, and it was entitled Work It Out. Now, that opened September 24th, so then the museum commissioned him to recreate two of his earlier pieces, which featured banknotes, you know, currency, attached to the canvas representing the average annual wage in Denmark and Austria. And they paid him, in American currency, $3,900 for that. But when the museum officials received the completed artwork, it was blank, just plain blank white canvases. So they said the artwork is that I have taken the money. That's what he said, the artist. He said that's the artwork. I took the money. He told a radio show, and, of course, he didn't want to say where he actually put the money that he took. And, of course, they say he's known as a provocateur, and that the artwork represents the current work situation. He said, I encourage others who have had a miserable working condition, as I do, to do the same. If you're being asked to give money to go to work, take the money and run. And that's what he did. He took the money and ran and gave them two blank canvases. So, of course, you know, now they're trying to say he it was theft and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. He's saying it wasn't theft. So, I don't know, you know, he's saying it wasn't theft, it was breach of contract, and the contract is part of the work. He can't be reached for comment. I guess he said, I got nothing else to say. I took the money and ran. That's my artwork. You got two blank canvases. Mm. It's called Take the Money and Run. That's the name of the That's the name of his artwork. Mm. I guess this is like that artist who did the thing where he put one dot on the canvas, and, and what was so crazy is that there it was hanging in the museum, these two blank canvases. People are standing there in the museum staring at it. Like they were art and Like they're seeing something. Yeah. I'm like, what are y'all looking at? It's a blank canvas like they sell at Michael's Craft Store. It's blank. <laughs> Why are you standing there like you're seeing something? Mm-hmm. There's no revelation. There's no no epiphany coming. It's a blank freaking canvas. Stop tripping. All right. That's it. All right. Back to you, Papa Didi. All right. You know what? This this story is in the area. I used to be stationed in when I was in the military, which is Virginia Beach. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Hated, hated, hated that <laughs> Hated town. it. That town is so fucked up, it's not even funny. So this doesn't surprise me at all. Virginia neighbors accused of playing recordings of uh, racial slurs, monkey noises, and all that jazz. 
Now, Virginia Beach, okay. Oh, Virginia, love it, love it, love it, love it. Love it. I saw Virginia Beach back in the late 70s, early 80s. So just show you how far I go back with Virginia Beach. A family in Virginia Beach is alleging that their neighbors are harassing them with the blinking lights, loud noises, and recording of racial slurs of monkey noises, okay? This girl's name was Jasmine Martinez. She told CNN that her family loves their home when they first found it. Okay, it was everything that they envisioned, and the family is raising their kids there, and they think it's a nice place. You know, because Virginia got great weather, and great location, great environment. It's a quiet neighborhood, she said, and it turned out that the home was everything but quiet. Okay, we noticed a little erratic behavior from our neighbors, like these blinking lights that's on a sensor where my family or any other family leaves, any other family of color, when they return to their homes, all these blinking lights start flashing, the Martinez says, from their neighbor's home, and these different sounds come up of monkeys, like, making, like a, making noises. I'm like, is it periodically okay. or all day? Every, every, no, every time people return from home. They uh, said that the neighbors have cameras up all around their home to see when these people are returning home. Mm. I mean, when you go to don't these... have anything better to When do you go to these know. particular levels like this... You are crazy as hell, and I think that the Martinez's should get the hell out of there. Pack your shit and get go, okay? Martinez's husband, he parked his truck on the street in front of the neighbor's house, which is uh, the city city property, she said, and instantly the music, the, the monkey music started playing, okay? He started playing. He, he said the, the neighbor started playing monkey music whenever the family departs or arrives from their home. Now, that's crazy. Yeah, which is absolutely crazy. And then you got the racist ass Virginia Beach police who Let probably didn't shit. even intervene. They ain't going to do yeah, shit. Because, see, the problem is that the people that live there are people that went there initially. Like we said, with anything else, back in the 40s, under the GI Bill for the military, they were allowed to go there. But now houses are nicer. So even though, see, God works in mysterious, beautiful ways, even though houses are nicer now, the poor white trash that went there from the beginning got the bullshit houses. Yeah. These Spanish jokers probably live in the houses double-decker and twice as nice. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, let's drive out so we could try to buy it. Well, you couldn't buy it in the fucking beginning. So the sad part about it is that they they keep harassing them. Uh, the family said they're thinking about moving, but they don't. They reported to uh, Wavy, which is W-A-V-Y, which is out when I was there. That's the radio. That's the uh, news network. Uh, they reported them. They put on the news and everything, but the neighbors have not been confronted, and they're still running the music and running everything. And uh, they said, "Well, they're, they're freedom of this," and the police and law enforcement saying they're free to do this or free to do that. And so until they, until these people actually confront t- them, touch them, confront, or right, exactly. do something where you can get them on. Yeah. They're There's allowed no to law do what they want to do. It says you can't play right. monkey noises. And that's why white folks oh have my so gosh. much hatred because nobody's stopping the hatred. The hatred runs on and on and on. And it's, that is very disgusting. Yeah, I think Who that is the, this? Virginia, the more, right, I'm going to put him on the kiss it list. Virginia Beach. I think that Virginia the, Beach. Virginia. Simple. I simple think that Martinez is just to move. Move. Get the fuck out of there. Stop being such a... Oh, we're going to stay. They don't want to move. Gonna stay. We're going to stay. Well, they got a nice house, but they, the, the neighbor is horrible, so go. All right. Moving on. What you got, Kev? Um, Dollar Tree. Somebody's going up in price. 
The dollar store is officially dead. Mm-mm. Where it is dead? Boom, boom, boom. Uh-oh. Dollar Tree, the last of the big dollar store chains to sell items for $1 or less, mm. um, is breaking the buck by adding uh, $1.25 and $1.50 oh, no. price points to some stores which signal Uh-oh. the end of the true $1 understore concept. Oh, come on. Dollar stores have existed in the U.S. in decades, for decades and started to take off in the post-World War II economy. Uh, while these stores began life-selling products of um, a dollar or less, um, most have gone up because of the price of inflation. Mm. But Dollar Tree did not. Oh. Dollar General, which is the largest store chain in the U.S., um, opened in '55. Wow, they've been around for a long Damn. time. Dollar General. I didn't know they'd been around that they long. They were created by a father, du- son, father and son duo. Oh. Their idea was to uh, replicate Dollar Days. Sales found at department stores in Nashville. Uh, today, the chain offers most private label and national brands at ten dollars or less, and only a small portion of the stores devoted to dollar items. Similarity: Dollar Tree owned uh, Family Dollar, which started off selling items below two dollars, has since moved to one dollar to ten dollar item format. Oh gosh. Uh, the biggest chain in, in uh, strategy up until now came in 2019, four years after Dollar Tree acquired Family Dollar. When it started the test higher price uh, market, uh, they're doing the $3 and the $5 items now. Mm-hmm. So they're testing it out. Uh, it goes on to say Dollar Tree has kept its prices at $1 since its founding 30 years ago. Despite the fact that $1 in 1986 is worth approximately $2.30 now because of inflation. Oh, okay. Yeah. So goodbye, Dollar Tree. I yeah. mean, dollar prices. Yeah, they might have to just change the name, but Dollar Tree is staying true. So okay. They must be doing okay. Yeah. Well, I got the last one. If anybody has any student loans, you probably are familiar with Navient. Okay. Navient says they are quitting the federal student loan business. Okay. They have had enough. I think it's because uh, Senator, uh, what's her name, Elizabeth Warren, mm-hmm. she has been on their backside. Mm-hmm. So in battle, student loan servicer Navient announced this week that they are getting out of the federal student loan business mm-hmm. pending government approval, which they, they probably will get approved. loan the money to students? Well, they were servicing the student loans. Okay. So they were the ones that were riding people about you got to pay your bill and all that okay, stuff. So they're saying that if they get the authorization, about 6 million loan borrowers will be sending their monthly payments to a new servicer. Mm-hmm. 6 million name? people. I don't know. It depends on who the new servicer is. Navian is planning to transfer their loans to this company called Maximus. This is a company that already contracts with the Department of Education to service student loans that are in default. Mm. See, that right there sounds scary to me. Yeah, These are the, like the, 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 the loan, what do you call loan them, shark. the bill collector. Yeah, loan shark. Yeah, you're the loan shark bill collector <laughs> for Department of Ed. Now you're going to take over 6 million more loan borrowers? Ah, it's going to get crazy. I see. So anyway, you know, Navian's been sued different times. They were sued back in 2017 for allegedly processing payments incorrectly, and the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau had to get involved. 
Navian has de- denied allegations, and but the suit is still ongoing, and that's since 2017. It's 2021. Wow. That suit is still ongoing. That's four years. Yeah. So, you know, the company has been a repeated target of uh, consumer advocates and progressives, including, as I said, Senator Elizabeth Warren from uh, Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. So Navian is currently one of the four biggest servicers of Department of Education, uh, processing more than $237 billion, with a B, in student loans. That's how much money... Just and that's just one out of four of the major ones. So they just have, like I said, a quarter, roughly a quarter of the student loan bills, and they got two hundred thirty-seven billion. It's insane. And see, remember they were a spinoff from Sally Mae. When Sally Mae was the big dog, and then they spun out of Sally Mae. So. Anyway, about roughly 10 million borrowers are going to get information about, you know, this new servicer. Uh, The Pennsylvania Higher Ed uh, Assistance Agency, also known as Fed Loan, said in July that they're getting out of this business. (laughs) Exactly. I think between all of the delaying stuff, forbearance things, pushing them off, all of that stuff. I think these companies are just not making the money that they thought they were going to make, and they're tired of the headaches. And the president's forgiven a lot of the loans. So what happens? Then? Well, they haven't really been forgiven. See, that was another problem. Oh. There were programs put in place, but these companies had to administer these programs. Yeah. But even like the one, if you were a public servant, for example, mm-hmm. if you work for the government or if you were a teacher, they said if you can make your payments for 10 consecutive years, they would forgive the rest of the bill. Well, people had done that. I mean, killed themselves to make those 10 years of payments. And then when they tried to get the rest of it forgiven, they ran into some bull crap. So these servicers, you know, are coming up with a a bunch of mess, and people are having problems saying, look, I did what you said I needed to do. Now, I need you to wipe out the rest of my bill, and it's not happening. It's a bunch of bull crap. It's a bunch of bull crap. Yeah. So, anyway. All right. Yeah. That's it for our head and quitting. Um, we're going to take a little CC? Yeah, we can do that. We'll take a quick break, and then we're coming back with a kettle and the cocktail of the week. And Lord knows we need one on the Pajama Party Show. Don't you move. Bonsoir, bonsoir. This is red wine, or as they say in Paris, Je suis Ben Rouge. Join me every Friday right here on A Pajama Party, where I'll get on my rant, sit on my little bar stool, and give you my opinion on whatever has been bugging me or whatever's on my mind this week. You don't want to miss it. I know I won't. So be here with me every Friday, red wine, on the Pajama Party Show. Visit us on www.apajamaparty.com and check us out. We'll see you there. How you doing? I'm Papa Didi, one of the hosts of the Pajama Party. And I'm here to uh, introduce you to two of the segments I have on the Pajama Party. One is called What's Poppin' with Papa Didi, and the other one's called Living for the City. What's popping is maybe a topic that really popped at me that week about something really going on that's serious. 
And on Living for the City, I talk about stuff that has to do with the inner city, the suburban life, and life as we know it as far as the hood is concerned and everything thereof. Because as War said, the whole world is a ghetto. So we'll talk about all that. So join me, Papa Didi, every Friday for my two segments of What's Poppin' and Living for the City. Hi, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm one of your hosts, uh, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. He's back in the pantry uh, <laughs> feeding her face. And uh, Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Red Wine's feeding her face. She's having a liquid diet. So well, you um, got to tell everything. Well, I'm just truthful and honest. I'm, you know, okay, what is this, man I'm on the street well. interview? I'm, I'm raised better than y'all, too, so I'm raised with honesty. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Kettle's going to be doing the cocktail of the week, but uh, as soon as she comes out of the pantry, yeah, uh, come on, bring doing it. what she's doing, she's uh, getting ready to pop this cork. Oh, got some champagne. All right. It's time for the cocktail of the week. What you got for us, Kettle? Week, 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 It's called the uh, Timber Point Cooler. I guess named after Timberland. I don't know. Okay. Uh, two ounces of gin. Oh, we're doing gin tonight. Oh. One ounce of Aperol, which is a, a after-dinner um, drink. Uh, Three-fourth ounces of lime juice, freshly squeezed. A half ounce of simple syrup. Club soda to the top and the garnish with a cucumber slice. That's what we're munching on tonight. Um, add all ingredients except club soda into a shaker with ice and shake until well chilled. Strain into a Collins glass over fresh ice. Top with the club soda and stir gently to combine. Garnish with a long uh, slice of cucumber mm. placed along inside of the glass to form a spiral shape. And that's called the Timber Point Cooler. It'll mm. be on our website. Interesting. Yeah, sounds interesting. Cucumber. Yeah, mm. I haven't had gin in a while. You know, gin makes you sin. You know. Hey, like, let me tell you something. Yeah. <laughs> I, I used to drink tangerine grapefruit juice. All right now. And I tell you what, at the end of the night, every every woman in that bar looked like a beauty queen. Uh oh. Okay. I don't know. It was like tangerine made everybody beautiful. Uh huh. Is that what tangerine does? <laughs> yes. It did. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't want it. Then. Of, uh, until mm-hmm. until lights mm-hmm. came on, you know, bar light when it comes mm-hmm. lights on, you know, oh, shit. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try a different brand then. Mm-hmm. All right, well it's time for Papa Didi and uh, what's popping, Papa Didi? What's popping? I tell you what, we're hitting on a lot of things tonight where brings true to light, like I always say. I just think that most people in the world, the Trumpers and everybody else. They're so lucky that white that, that black folks are looking for restitution as opposed to revenge. I can't emphasize that enough. They're so lucky that we was raised by good people that the most we want is restitution and not revenge. Because I'm going to tell you what, our asses have been kicked around for so long. And there's so many different areas. I mean, you know, the and, and the sad part about it, most of our overtakings when it came to Bruce Beach and all kinds of stuff, everything that goes on in the world that has belittled our efforts and our time and our everything has been based on jealousy. 
envy all the sins of the world, all the deadly sins, mm. only because these people, and you know, the term poor white trash has its purpose. Well, Poor white trash is there. Trailer park trash is there. Well, they don't want to admit it, but I got news for you. Trailer park ain't no further away than the projects. Mm. We was in the project, they was in the trailer parks, but they would never admit that shit. Well, but you get a black person on TV and say, well, yeah, I'm a millionaire now, but I was raised in the projects. White folks will never say I was raised in the fucking trailer park. Never. Mm. They will never. It's amazing how you can progress, however you progress, progressing, progressing on a cheating area or the de- deception aspect is not progress. That's just do. I mean, anybody can hook and crook. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Hook and crook is easy to do. Okay. You have to be concerned about the consequences, whether you cheat on your mate or whatever. Everything is about consequences. Do you put the consequences of your actions out front? When you put the consequences of your action out front, chances are you won't do it because you're concerned about the consequences, how your reputation is going to fade, how people are going to trust you is going to fade. That's what you worry about. When you when you don't give a shit, like a Donald Trump, don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. I'll sue him. I'll get my lawyers to sue him. I'll sue him. Ah. Always thinking that your money is going to be something's going to topple over people. One thing we got to understand: all money is is a means to an end. Always remember that money has no significance. Money is to pay bills and buy nice shit. Okay, let me say it again: What is money? Money's main purpose is to pay bills and buy nice shit. Okay. It does not bring love. It does not bring happiness. I got news for you. Okay? You can have a ton of money and still be in a dark room jacking your Johnson. Woo. Okay? I'm going to be honest with you. Or well, whatever you're jacking. If you don't have a Johnson. And you could be filthy, dirty-ass rich. But if you can't get laid, you can't get laid. Whether you're rich or fucking poor. Well. Like my man Prince said, I ain't got no money, but I'm rich on what? Personality. Personality. Personality will get you pussy and dick. Woo! Believe me. You ain't got to have a dime in your pocket. If you got personality, attitude, and disposition, and a good hygienic aspect about you, you get laid and fucking played all day Woo! long. Ah, what? Watch yourself. I'm going to stop. Well, I'm going to quit while I'm ahead. All right, then. Anyway, all I'm saying is that we have been circle jerk for a long time as black people. Ever since 1944. When the Veterans GI Bill was initiated, 1944, right after the war, when all our beautiful black brothers came over here, and if the fact you didn't have good credit, you had your veterans, your veterans uh, ability to buy out. But white folks wouldn't let me, wouldn't let us go on the land, wouldn't let us in Levittown, Pennsylvania. We had to move to Philly. Wouldn't let us in Long Island, New York. Long Island, New York got million-dollar houses now. But white folks in the 40s paid $5,000 for them. Now they live on a, a, a waterscape joint that's worth a million dollars. They draw off it every year. Oh, I draw money off my house. I knew a boss to live in Long Island when I was working. This man used to draw like 
$100,000 off his house every year. His house was worth a million dollars. But he, he got it from his parents who passed away, who got in the 40s off their veteran bill, but blacks weren't allowed to move in Long Island. They had to move to Harlem. And, and it's not that long ago. Stop thinking that, like I said, and I say it all the time, the late 1800s was not long ago. Like over here at Bruce's Beach in California, they're saying that the great-great-grandchild, mm-hmm. hell, all of us got a great Damn near got a great something. You know, if you're a certain age, you got a great something. If you're another certain age, you got a great, great. Depending on how early you had the baby. That's all great, great comes in. I got great nieces, great nephews. That means my niece had a damn baby. You know? So all I'm saying in a long tail is that, man, we've been screwed for a long time. And stay stay wholesome. Don't get radical. Don't get, don't get, uh, uh, what they call the people? Uh, don't get the, the jokers over in Afghanistan. ISIS. Don't get ISIS. Don't get don't get radicalized. Don't get militant. Don't get none of that shit. Stay who you are. You know what I mean? Dazzle black. Dazzle with brilliance and baffling with bullshit. Bam. That's what you do. I'm gonna leave it at that. All right now. All right. Gonna go back to the phone line before we. Lighten it up with the weird news. Let's uh, pick up a caller. Hey, caller. Go right ahead. You're uh, on the Pajama Party Show. What's your comment? In my comment, I'm going to piggyback off of Papa Didi, how we've been disproportionate for not just since 1944. If we go back through history, thanks to the oh, war for teaching the Europeans how to live because they, was, they were living there in caves and sleeping with the animals and castles, and the Moors came over and showed them how to farm, how to do this and how to do that. Mm. So thanks to them. And they've been jealous since the, the, the dawn of time. Mm-hmm. If you go back to history and think about when they went over to, um, to um, Egypt, stole all the documents, the library, burnt them down, that's because we already been in that place and cultivated. So, therefore, this has been going on for centuries. See, they have to learn their history, and then we also have to learn our history as well as African-Americans, where we came from. And that's the problem. See, they think that they came from the greatest and they're supreme, but if they really go back to their history and find out how rogue they were, the, the people that came over on the Mayflower were the bottom feeders of Europe. They were drunk and thieves and rapists and all that stuff. They don't, you know, they came over. And then they stole from them and killed the Indians off, moved them out. So if they, they don't take full accountability for what they have done for the past centuries and centuries, I should mm. say. Yeah. So if they take accountability, they don't want to know that because they, they probably do, most of them do know that. But we need to know that as a people. As of a people, we need to know, you know, the the full historic view of how they got here and what happened in ancient history as well, because that's the most important. If you go all the way back to Africa, you you know, and learn what we already had. We had civilization. We had running water. We had sewage. We had all that in great cities of Africa. So we need to teach our people where we came from. And some of us don't even care to learn. Well, I ain't African. I don't want to know all this. 
you should know all this, then you know you have pride. That's you know, right. And don't forget science and medicine. Science and medicine, everything. Mathematics. So That's right. We need to know that, and we need to instill that into ourselves to know, you know, what's going on now, been going on for centuries, you know. So I'm going to leave it like that. That's my thing. I need one of um, Kettle's drinks. <laughs> uh, I know that's right. I know that's right. All right, y'all. All right. I'm going to give me a jello shot. All right, thanks for All right Carla. Yeah. We got you. All right. All right. It's time to lighten it up. Look, we're going to toast on that oh, one. Toast on that All one. Right now. Call it dropping knowledge. All right, now. You're right about that. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Well, it's time to lighten it up. No, and I think, the... Kettle, you got the first one. <laughs> It's about to get weird oh, up in here. It's so some, It's some crazy shiggity here. Man, let's get weird. What you got? A woman welcomes baby after DIY insemination. Uh-oh. She's using a sperm she found online. Wait a minute. Hold up. Online? Yep. This woman, oh, God. I think she have enough sense. She's 33 years old. Stephanie Taylor. She's going to give her name. From <laughs> T-side <laughs> of the U.K. Uh, yearned to have a second a child, but wasn't willing to enter into another relationship. So uh, private fertility clinics were also far too expensive to her. Um, so she said, bump that. Um, but all was not lost. She said, for the now mom of two who managed to order sperm from an app called Just a Baby. What? And purchase an insemination kit from eBay. What the mm-hmm. freak? Wait, we we ain't get pregnant no. the old fashioned way. Mm. I like no. the old fashioned way. Shit. <laughs> no. How okay. the world are you? But never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> she was watching <laughs> some tutorials on the process of self insemination. She would eventually conceive her youngest. Her, her youngest. A so it worked. Named Eden. Yeah. Taylor fell Ooh. pregnant with Eden following just one try. After her donor came to her home to hand her. Oh, wait a minute. Or his she met this person online, and he came to her house. Oh, girl, they were sitting having tea. <laughs> and the donor got on well and got to know each other over a cup of tea. Okay. Um. Okay. Okay. All right. I don't think I need to read any more on that, so y'all know the gist of that. That's some crazy stuff. I've never heard of that. So she bought a kit from eBay and did some tutorials. And learned how to artificially inseminate herself. Right. She found this dude on eBay mm-hmm. or somewhere online. She found the insemination kit on eBay. Okay. She found this dude online. There's an app called Just a Baby. Just a Baby. Mm-hmm. That means I don't want you. I just want a baby. Right. So it goes on to say that she um, would be happy for the, uh, for the Eden. I don't know if the boy or girl, but Eden was born on October the 15th, 2020, to meet her biological father if she wanted to. Mm, mm, mm. So I don't even know if she told the girl how she was conceived, but anyway. It sounds like some white people shiggity. But that's almost like the kind of, I don't know, similar like the test tube babies, I guess. I don't know. know. Yeah, but that's not an online thing, but anyway. Yeah. And you don't inseminate yourself. You yeah. go to a medical facility and they do what they do. Right. I mean, that's all right. Hey, whatever. That's why it's the weird news. Okay. Moving on. All right. All right. I got one from uh, Seattle. 
a budget wedding service in Seattle has moved out of a shopping center to set up what the owner describes as America's first and only shipping container wedding chapel. Mm. Bronwyn Stevenson, who's the owner of Shotgun Ceremonies, relocated his 10-year-old business from Pioneer Square, which was in a shopping center, to a shipping container at the Georgetown Trailer Park Mall. Shut up. It's a commercial area with artisan and craft businesses housed in trailers. They said something a little quirky, a little different. He said on TV, it's a wedding, it's a, wait a minute, a shop, a shipping container wedding chapel. In a box. Yeah, in a box. Basically, you're getting married in a box, like in a shipping container. Okay. He said, this trailer part just fits the kind of vibe of who I am, so I just ran with that. It's a, Stevenson said, the open air nature of the trailer park mall makes it ideal for the COVID-19 era. They do the weddings, and they only charge people, it starts at $350. They said some people may bring a small number of guests, both human and animal. So if you want your cats and your dogs to be here, it's, you know, got an outdoor kind of setup, so what, you can do that. What, it ain't no cats and dogs available if you're in, what would I say that? Was that in Korea? Yeah. Yeah, well, if they haven't eaten them, but... They say sometimes they've had uh, Elvis impersonators and somebody named Shane Cobain to perform the 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 wedding ceremony right. for people who want a Vegas style situation. And they say this guy Shane Cobain is related to Kurt Cobain. Really? He says, "I'm like, yeah, prove it." Okay. <laughs> anyway, that's my weird news. Oh God. Getting married in a in a container box. Whatever. All right, over to you, Papa Didi. This is crazy shit. Mm. <laughs> what crazy? This Crazier the, than getting married in a shipping container? This is the Bronx Zoo, world's famous Bronx Zoo. And visitors go bananas when they watch gorillas engaging in oral sex. Oh, Lord, wait okay. a minute. Right. Yeah, tongues were wagging on social media. Over a video taken at New York City's famous Bronx Zoo, mm-hmm. showing one gorilla performing oral sex on another. Oh, okay. I didn't the know video, they did that. The video, which was filmed Wednesday, <laughs> it was filmed this past Wednesday, shows oh, one gorilla lay on his back, has oh. another's pleasure in it. Okay. Oh, God. The video got the vid, the, vid, the, <laughs> the videographer says that uh, behind the clip. He told the New York Post that uh, he was visiting the gorilla exhibit with his four-year-old daughter and his oh, niece. God. Oh, no. He said, my wife had to stay out, out of the exhibit with her sleeping son, so I wanted to get as much video as I can, said the man. Oh, you want to record it? Now, he was not named in the story, so he wanted to oh. He said, then the magic happened. He's calling it magic. Okay? Oh, that's the magic. Now, video posted by TMZ okay. showed the parents quickly moving to hide their kids' eyes <laughs> from the astonishing apes. Okay? They, they probably watched it. Yeah, however, yeah. the Post, the post noted like... that uh, seven years ago, um, mm. a random user posted a picture of uh, two gorillas pleasuring each other. At the at the same zoo, and also a 2014 BBC article, which is over in Europe, pointed out that uh, fruit bats, goats, brown bears, hyenas, and lions also give each other oral sex. 
Really? Okay. So, hey, welcome to their world. Anyway, naturally, Wednesday's video astonished all sorts of comments from uh, Twitter and Facebook and the whole nine, including rapper, uh, actor, actor Ice-T, who posted, you never know what you might see at the zoo. I know that's right. So, there you go. Okay. Wow. I had no idea that that was going on. And we thought the damn zebras was a big-ass Yeah, zebras on the loose. And the gorillas in there giving head. I'm like, really? (laughs) Okay. I'm just wondering, like, is that something that they just knew to do? Or are they mimicking behavior that they have observed? I mean, anyway. Well, it's almost like what came first, the chicken or the egg? I mean, I mean been, but that phrase monkey see, monkey do. No, they've been around somewhere. long. They've been around yeah, long they, time. They, 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 they but got, I'm just saying that phrase got here somehow. Monkey, see, monkey do. But we came could be copying. Somewhere. We could be copying off of them. Uh, yeah, that's possible. So don't, oh, okay. don't give them, don't give humans Ooh. so much fucking credit. Okay. All right. Uh, All right. Mr. CC, are you going to no, continue? Keep it moving. Okay, Mr. Redwine. Keep it moving. I'm just saying. Tonight, I'm just saying, I want to talk about police reform. Well, we're going to turn over the red wine first oh, segment called, I'm just saying. All right, I'm Go sorry. Ahead, Go ahead. I've been eating jello shots, so I, I thought, want to I move. I thought you were talking more about the gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> no, when everybody's talking about no horny gorilla. Okay. I'm just saying, I'm going to talk about what happened to police reform. Now, they asked us to wait, and we did, and it's been a year, and nothing has really changed. Now, Congress... Promised us they were going to work on police reform. <clears throat> President Biden said he was all for it. He was going to back it up, all of that. But it's been a year since the death of George Floyd, and yet there has been no police reform. I'm just saying what happened to the reform. The police are still getting away with violence against black and brown folks and not being held accountable. I mean, sure, there's been a few cases where the cops got busted for what they did. But that was, was, I don't know, maybe that was just to placate us. I don't know. But what we wanted was police reform. People keep talking about all of this, dismantle the police. It wasn't about saying get rid of the police. It was about reforming the police. So last week, the bipartisan talks between the Republicans and the Democrats was supposed to be trying to, you know, talk about overhauling the policing laws. Well, all of that ended without a deal. You had Democrats, uh, Senator Cory Booker, Representative Karen Bass, and Republican sellout, I'll call him that, Tim Scott from down in, uh, where is he from? Tim Scott. Uh, is not, not Georgia. Somewhere down south. Yeah, somewhere in the south. I can't remember what state he's representing. Anyway, they've been talking for the last six months, uh, leading these negotiations, but the whole thing got stalled because of some issues that had to deal, that had to do with like qualified immunity, which is basically the legal bullcrap doctrine that protects police officers from being sued in civil court. They want to be able to bust a cap in somebody and then be able to claim Oh, I got immunity because of that law that protects me. Well, y'all need to get rid of that. Because that's like James Bond with his license to kill. If you give somebody a license to kill, they're going to kill people and they're going to get away with it. So that whole immunity thing needs to go. But anyway, um, 
So these folk were not trying to let go of that umbrella that allows them to kill, injure, and maim people without paying the price. Now, I personally was holding on to hope, you know, because I'm an optimist. I'm holding on to hope that Congress would, for a change, do their job. But deep down, I have to say, deep down in my gut, I really felt like this is just going to be another exercise in futility. They're not going to come away with any kind of bill or law to reform the police. They're just going to circle jerk us once again, and that's exactly what they did. So I'm not surprised. I mean, they talk a good game. They make statements. They do little press conferences and all that stuff. But in the end, nothing happens. I'm tired of the rhetoric. I'm tired of the game plan. I'm tired of waiting for these elected officials to do their freaking job. I'm just saying, what happened to the reform? Maybe, and this is just a thought, maybe instead of focusing on police reform, we need to focus on congressional reform. How about that? Maybe it's time to completely restructure the way Congress works. Maybe then we could actually get something done for the people. You know, they talk a good game, like I said, but nothing really gets done. They're so busy scratching each other's back, greasing each other's palms, nothing really of substance gets done. I'm just tired of it. You know, they they told us they were going to do this whole police reform. These uh, uh, representatives and senators that tried to spearhead this effort, they did try. I give them credit that they tried. But it's like, what, talking to a brick wall? What's the point? You're not going to make any progress. The brick wall is not going to talk back to you. What's the point? They do all of this, and like I said, it's been a year since George Floyd was killed. Killed, murdered, not just shot, murdered. Even though uh, I forgot the, the guy's name that's in jail now, going, you know, being prosecuted, and I don't even want what's his name, uh, Chauvin. That's his name, Derek Chauvin. They, they, and I think, honestly, the only reason why Chauvin is sitting in jail is because of the national attention that it got. If this had just been yet another case of a black man killed at the hands of a cop, a white cop, it wouldn't have been a big deal. It would have been business as usual. This is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, what happened to the reform? It's long overdue, and maybe it's Congress that needs to be reformed. Right. I like that one. It doesn't make sense. I think you're right. You know, they always say uh, stuff takes a time process, but come on, people want action. Ain't people nobody got out. time anymore. People get out. You're right. People get out there and protest. You protesting for what year or two? And I exactly. Mean, how how many more decades do we have to march? Look, look at what's going on um, this weekend. Women's march. They marching for the abortion. I'm not abortion. You know what, don't even get me started on that. Because I'm going to say this, and folks can disagree if they want. I feel like a woman should have the right to do whatever she feels is the best choice for her. If you don't feel like bringing a life into this world is the best choice for you, you should have the right to make that decision safely, medically and safely. 
If you want to have a child, you should be able to make that choice medically and safely, period. Congress needs to keep their nosy ass out of it. That's all I'm saying. Over to you, Papa Didi. Living Mm. for the city. What's happening? Let's run right into it. All right, man. You know, a lot of shit in this world today is basically by what we call by design. Mm -hmm. You know, people, you know, the biggest thing that gets me is that, you know, what really, really pisses me off and pisses off a lot of us is that when white folks do some flaky shit, they act like they got away with it or like we didn't see it. The biggest thing that white folks do today, and I'm, I'm speaking on the white folks that are crazy as shit, not all white folks, okay, and the names have been changed to protect the innocent. But when you do reverse psychology shit, white folks are famous for that today, reverse psychology. Trump says, if I lose, it was rigged. Well, well wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. If I lose, it was rigged. Well, first of all, the election didn't even happen yet. So you're already putting yourself in that atmosphere, in that hemisphere. What motherfucker goes to the Super Bowl expecting to lose? Who goes to the basketball championship expecting to lose? Nobody expects to lose. But if I lose, it's rigged. Well, you know you've been fucking up for four years. You was impeached twice. Did all kind of bullshit. You acted crazy as hell. You know your behavior. Mm. Let me tell you something. Having an unconscious mind, sometimes it's not feasible because consciousness will crop up on you. You got to have some kind of consciousness, unless you're just a cold-blooded motherfucker. If you're that cold-blooded, you need being a straitjacket, being a mental institution, which I think Trump might qualify for. But um, what I'm saying in the long run is that they want to talk about all this patriot, patriotness and all this. And these jokers own all the guns, yep. the AR-15s, even ex-co-workers I work with, white folks. All they talked about was their fucking guns. They, I mean, these jokers knew about every gun that was ever fucking made. Oh, yeah, I got AR-15. Yeah, mine's is old. Yeah, oh, yeah, that one there. Yeah, that's big and ugly. It's got a, it's a six-shooter, but it's good, though. It's a good gun. Yeah, it's a good gun. Like, how you motherfuckers in there talking about guns? I'm sitting there talking to coworkers, and they are running a fucking conversation about guns. And I'm so dumbfounded to this conversation because buying guns is not my national pastime. So are you protecting yourself from what? Hell, you already live hour and a half from the city. You live in your own neighborhood. You live out there in, in, in Lawton County and, and Fairfax and all this other shit, way, way away from everybody. You got your own little corner of the world, but your house has got six fucking guns. First of all, my, if I'm going to rob a motherfucker, I ain't going all the way to fucking in deep Virginia to rob you. What the fuck am I going to do? I might as well rob somebody in the fucking hood that's five minutes away. If I'm going to get one, I'm going to get on 95 and go rob you. If I'm going to drive 45 minutes to rob, why are you so protected? Why are you so protected? Protected from who? From mm-hmm. what? You're so afraid that you think, and then if a black person's car breaks down and knock on your door for help, you shoot them through the fucking door, mm. which is documented that has happened, right? Yep. Knock, knock, knock. My car broke down. Pow, 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 pow. Out of nowhere. 
Sandra Bland. You know, she got pulled over for some bullshit. She gave the guy peace of mind. A day later, she's fucking dead. Do you motherfuckers got such a short fuse? That, and then you get the mill examiner to go down with you. You got so much so-called bullshit power that you can kill a woman. Sandra Bland, I'll say her name. You can kill a woman and then get the medical examiner to fuck around and go down with you, to put a bullshit-ass excuse out, and all of a sudden she's buried the family saying, what? She just got a new job in Texas. That's why she was there. It was a new job. How would a motherfucker commit suicide in the fucking cell when they came to a state for a new fucking job? Give me, a, like I said, reverse psychology. Why are you trying to get us to believe bullshit? What the fuck you think? We crazy? Are we stupid? Man, I never met a group of people, and I'm going to close on this. I never met a group of people that think that we are so fucking stupid. They think we the same old dumb motherfuckers that you, when you first met us. What the fuck? We've been through so much shit, like we used to say in the military back in the day. We have done so much for so with so we have done so much with so little for so long that we are now that we now qualify to do anything with nothing. Okay, and that's how it is. It's crazy. We we shit. We're the bomb. We done been fucked around so much that ain't a fucking thing you gonna pull the wool. We just sit back and watch you think we're crazy. Anyway, I'm gonna leave that alone. Okay, now. You're right about it. Okay, I'm going to put that coroner in the Sandra Bland case on the kiss it list. Okay. You ain't on that shit. That was Texas? I believe it was Texas, yeah. Yeah, I think it I was. I believe she got killed in Texas, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not mistaken, but. All right. Two days later, she's dead. Fuck out of here. Well, we're going to move on to Kettle and the uh, Hollywood Report. Okay. Hollywood Entertainment. Like she's she going straight through it again. Top story. Facing decades behind bars. We already know who that is. Uh Mr. R. Kelly himself. A jury in New York found uh has found R. Kelly guilty of racketeering and other federal charges. Um, this has been going on for about twenty years. And uh, with Kelly's sentencing hearing more than five, uh, I'm sorry, seven months away, attention now swings back to his hometown of Chicago. So we got uh, um, allegations in Chicago. We face this, um, five more indictments in both federal court and Cook County. Mm. I mean, it's busy now. Uh, adding to the complexity is um, that uh, two of Kelly's longtime associates, the guy uh, Milton and um, McDavid are also charged in the Chicago federal indictment. I guess I, I'm not sure. Maybe that was his bodyguards or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, there is also significant overlap between the allegations in the federal and county indictments that could lead to questions and double jeopardy. Uh-uh. Also, Kelly's most uh, serious county charges, aggravated criminal sexual assault, relate to the alleged abuse of um, the woman, uh, uh, Ms. Pace, who um, was also a key witness uh, for the federal prosecution in the um, New York trial. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one that you see on TV um, a lot. 
The one with Gail in that interview? Yeah. Oh, okay. So she she talked to her um also. Gail King. Yeah. So she is the main person. At least it's not like um Cosby's. They had about what, ninety nine women. Yeah. But I think it was two or three main women or something. And um, why did Cosby even open his mouth to make a comment about this? I don't know. He should have just shut the hell up. You really should have, but anyway, go on. <laughs> That's how he felt. That was his finish. So um, back in the news, Kelly Price. Uh, she may be returning to reality TV. I keep forgetting she did do reality. The Grammy-nominated singer and her daughter, Nia Rose, have signed on to take part in the new Mona Scott Young reality TV series. Price and Nia uh, will be featured in the show themed around divas and their daughters. Uh, Lisa Ray, McCoy, Shante Moore, um, they have signed on for it also. They've been attached to the project with their daughter. Okay. Um, she's because she, she, she was on the um, R&B Divas. I forgot it for L.A. They did a stint on that. It was L.A. and New York and some other places. R&B Divas. It was pretty good. I was watching it for a minute. Um, but you know, I, I reported last week that Price had been missing. Mm-hmm. Um, now they're saying that she has a kind of rough, rough patch with her strange um, sister. I'm talking to her in a year. Um, her son and daughter, they saw her in the hospital, and um, they claim after that that they didn't know where she was. But um, she is somewhere alive, and she's well, so she's not missing anymore. So Okay. We can just get that out of our minds. Okay. She'll surface when she needs to surface. Um, Tiffany Haddish and her man Common are still going strong. I guess folks are wondering if they're going to get married. Uh, she says she wants, uh, instead of a ring, she wants a deed to some property. Okay, now. I said, okay, mad at you. Okay. She said, uh, they I haven't heard that one before. Yeah, they haven't been talking uh, marriage, but uh, she might uh, inherit a country. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany Hatch is funny, but she be telling the truth sometimes. Okay, she, now. She wants her 40 acres plus a mule. And, and country. Uh, yeah, and country, yeah. <laughs> Um, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan reveals her film about her life in the works. Uh, she wants her flowers while she's still alive. The queen of funk working on the, on a biopic about her life and career. Shaka Khan didn't reveal who would play her, but did tell us uh, that the daughter of uh, Indira, uh, she sings as well. Yeah. She's going to be involved, but I think she's going to play a younger uh, Shaka Khan. Um, because okay. um, she's, you know, considering her. I'm quite sure she's going to be part of it. Mm-hmm. She says, I am working on it. Um, I am already got my daughter lined up, and uh, she's. everybody knows she's a carbon copy of her. She's a mini-me of her. Mm-hmm. So, um, also, Chaka Khan is, however, sharing her awesome vocals with the world in the new Disney animated film, uh, The One and Only, Ivan. Didn't know. I haven't seen anything about that. Yeah. Uh, it's on Disney. If you don't watch Disney, I guess you ain't going to find it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Will Smith. Will Smith, the man. He's been talking to GQ. He's been spilling all his guts out. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The 53-year-old opened up about his marital issues with his wife. Um, He said he won a whole harem of girlfriends. <laughs> He said, well, 
Uh, that's the new meaning of Big Willie, uh, you know, has Big Willie style. Mm-hmm. Uh, Smith shared that it uh, was via conversations with intimacy coach. Um, Bowman, coach. Mm-hmm, that re, um, he revealed his urges uh, were normal. It goes on to say what she was doing um, was essentially cleaning out my mind, letting it know it was okay to be me and be who I was. Okay. Okay. And he paid somebody for that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, he, his biggest thing is he said, I don't suggest this road for anybody, but the experiences that the freedoms uh, that we've given one another and the unconditional support to me is the highest definition of love. Okay. Yeah, okay. Each his own, baby. I don't knock this. I mean, you know, there were always rumors back in the day that they were swingers, mm-hmm. but everything is coming to light. That's all I can tell you. Okay. Um, he's also in a new um, Apple TV project um, called Emancipation. Um, about um, the story tells of a whipped Peter, the black man whose um, back is depicted on um, one of the most famous photos in enslaved America. Uh, everybody has seen that photo, so it's mm-hmm. it's actually you know his name is Peter, so he's gonna he's gonna do that film. Okay, interesting. And last but not least, three picks TV picks, our kind of people, um, the Wonder Years. And Law and Order Organized Crime. So those are my picks for TV to watch. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Kim. I kind of Daniel, she has a hand in that. They could have produced on that. Uh, I think it was well written. Uh, the writer is um, Karen Geist. Uh, it was inspired by a book, a ni- 1999 book. So check it out. All right. Well, it's time for the Kiss It List. Papa, Papa Didi, can you explain what that is? Kiss It List is everybody showed that Bud Heine in the last week or so, or two weeks, or maybe in a year. So. Oh, Lord, we reaching back that far? Yeah. <laughs> well, let's just do one week. We don't have time to cover a whole year. Mm-hmm. All right, who's on the list? I got the guy, the Joy, the Postal Man. The postal, uh, postmaster, yeah. yeah. Postmaster, big Biden needs to fire his ass. Absolutely. He's a Trump guy, leftover. I've got those simple racist neighbors in Virginia Beach playing monkey sounds and doing all that crazy. They didn't have no names for them? No, they didn't say the name. The Texas coroner in the Sandra Bland case. Uh, Ted Cruz. Just because he's simple. And Fox News Network. Uh-oh. What'd they do? They're Fox News Network. <laughs> Just because, huh? Exactly. That's who I have. Anybody else this week? And the Republicans that voted for the uh, the extension of the uh, government closing, though, probably only because they're up for election next year in the midterm election. So they didn't want to go adverse. They knew they had no choice but to do something positive, you know, six months or you know, a year before they go and go up for an uh, election. Yeah, that's just some crazy so, shit. you know, yeah, oh, okay. Anybody else? Hmm, the people at the zoo watching Joker to do the oral <laughs> sex. I mean, <laughs> what the hell do you yeah. think? I mean, primates have been here just as long as the fuckers we have. 
So who's mm-hmm. watching okay. who? We probably learned so from all the area. all the ape voyeur voyeurs. All right, well we got something especially for you. Everybody on this list and here it is. Kiss my entire Kiss my ass. You can just kiss my ass. Baby, you can just kiss my ass. Oh. You can't kiss my country ass. I said if you got a problem with any of that, you can't kiss my natural born redneck to the bone. All right, welcome back to the John Party. I'm Wendy Hills, Papa DJ. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right. My last word is to stay woke. I can't say anything else, but stay woke. Stay conscious. Uh, you know, don't lose your job. You know, I know shit will fuck you up and make you want to lose your job. Don't lose your job. Keep your income coming in. I know it's fucked up out there. If you're still in the job market, still working, don't lose your job. I know, and you can have some crazy-ass bosses piss you off, but be cool. What you got to say? Well, my last word is to the black farmers, hang in there. Do what you got to do. Get a better better lawyer. Fight this yeah. thing and get fight. your money. Yeah. Fight, fight, fight. That's my last word. Get your money. Oh, that's right. Get your 40 acres and you plus more. Stop older fucking Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the grandmom and all them motherfuckers. Get your money. What's your last word, Kevin? Um, I, I, I didn't learn anything today, but it's just the fact that I saw this um, TV show, Our Kind of People. It was just interesting how, you know, people of the same race, they can knock each other down. And uh, Our Kind of People, they were... Uh, quote-unquote prestigious blacks in a particular area. They wanted to keep that area that way. Um, So they had clubs and this and that, and they secluded themselves from the other people. So I think that was the perfect title, I kind of people. You know, I say just watch that first episode. You just opened your eyes for a lot of things. It's going to get more interesting uh, the second episode. Uh, I just had to catch up, but uh, it was interesting. Okay. All right. Well, we just want to thank everybody for hanging out with us tonight. Thanks for our callers, our listeners, and uh, spread the word. Let somebody know about the Pajama Party Show. We appreciate you all. And uh, we're going to get out of here, and we'll do it again next next Friday night. 9 o'clock. Nine o'clock Eastern. News Eastern time. RBCP time. Yeah, we start on time. Mm-hmm. All right, we're done. Say good night, Papa Didi. All right, everybody. Say good night, Kettle. Good night. Good, good night until good next week. Here you go.
Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.